Welcome to episode number 69, The Aha Guy. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Heck, you. Gabe, and Mitchell Levy, folks. That's right, the one and only, the AHA guy. In this episode, we have special guest and serial entrepreneur, Mitchell Levy. The crew discusses topics that range from self-publishing, critical business issues, thought leadership, and AHA moments. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Napoleon Hill and Ralph Waldo Emerson. So if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We like to kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com. And this definition, we define aha, used as an exclamation of triumphant discovery, mockery, contempt, irony, surprise, etc., according to the manner of utterance. So, Mitchell Levy, folks, is the aha guy at Aha That, which is a super social self-publishing book platform for those wanting a megaphone. He is an accomplished entrepreneur who has created 20 businesses in the Silicon Valley, including four publishing companies that have published over 800 books. Sheesh. That's crazy. Mitchell is an international best-selling author with 58 business books, has provided strategic consulting for over 100 companies, and advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues, and has been chairman of the board of a NASDAQ-listed company. Wow. Mitchell Levy, welcome, my friend. Is there anything else our audience should know about you? Holy smokes. Uh, <laughs> no, one thing is true is you are a decorated man. Yes, very, very I fulfilling. Fun stuff. Uh, I, I think probably the way you'll, this will come through in the interview, I am committed to a liveness, joy, and aha moment. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. So you are the aha guy. And uh, first explain what that means to you. Um, and what is your most memorable aha moment? You know, the what an aha means to me used to be, and, and now with marketing, it's now renamed with the word aha, used to be helping people turn the light bulb on. Mm. Uh, during the dot-com days, I was an e-commerce consultant, and my job, whether I was uh, running a classroom, running a conference, doing strategic consulting, or uh, sitting on the board of a public company, my job was to, to encourage and foster the person on the other side of the table to get that, that, nowadays, the aha moment, to see that light bulb go on, to figure out, I mean, I, I can't tell you guys, you probably would find this funny. I talked to CEOs, this is during the dot-com days, who said to me, hey, we will never do e-commerce over the internet. Now, clearly, wow. that's not the case anymore. So that was my job, is turning the light bulb on. And what happened, and what happens over time, is that turning on that light bulb, that aha moment happens more and more. It happens all the time because we have such a phenomenal. The, the today we have such access to great content and great information that the ability to tie threads together for somebody is so much higher. My 19-year-old knows so much more than I did at 19. But why? Because if he has a question, what do you do? He goes to YouTube and he types in a query. How do we do this? Yeah. And those powers 
YouTube videos and figure it out. And it's just absolutely amazing. Um, in terms of aha moments, if I, you know, this is different. No matter when I get asked that question, it's always different at any point in time. Um, let me give you the one that sticks in my mind. The I was, at the time, I was working, it was the last time I worked for a company. I'm going to date myself with 1997. Wow. Ooh. 20 years ago. Nice. <laughs> Uh, so at the time, I was working for Sun Microsystems. I was running the e-commerce component of Sun Supply Chain, which is $3.5 billion. And I knew that I didn't want to be a corporate guy. What I didn't like about corporate, I don't know if you could relate to this, what I didn't like about corporate is whenever my boss asked me a question, I'd answer the question in the way that I thought he wanted to hear the answer, right. not yeah. in the way that I wanted to give it. So. I'm sitting here, I'm inside Sun Microsystems, and I knew I didn't want to be here. And so I had a mentor who was my boss's boss, got me in a room, and I, and I basically said what I said to you guys. Listen, I don't think I want to be here forever, but I don't know how to get to the next level. And what he had done is he painted a framework. He painted, to me, life in terms of helping people understand things is giving people a framework in, in, in a way that they can internalize it and do something themselves. So this guy gave me a framework to think about how I could ultimately do something different. And, and that's actually how I got to where I am now is I just started thinking different. And, and I have to tell you, only in Silicon Valley or nowadays, it could be many other places, where you could actually go to your boss's boss and say, I don't think I want to work for this company and not get fired immediately. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm just curious too. Um, you said back in the day it was really helping you know people turn on the light bulb. Um, did you find that some people, for some people, it was easier for that light bulb to turn on, and others had a you know more challenging time? Just going off of the old saying, uh, "The teacher will, will appear when the student is ready," kind of thing. Did you have? Is there any level of difficulty you face when you know turning on the light, helping someone you know assist in that? It, it's we all live within the paradigms that we've constructed for ourselves. Yes. Whether teachers or parents or friends or loved ones, whatever that is. Right. And what I, I think what's nice about actually, let me not say I think what's really nice about today's world is the evolution of change is so preponderant. It's just so easy to see. When so sitting in Silicon Valley. One of the things that I see often would be, uh, you know, you look at Intel, you know, as a, the major chip manufacturer in the world, right. and Intel has a certain architecture of how they create their chips. Well, every now and then they make a change and they morph into something else. Now, what's scattered along the side of the road that you don't see unless you're living in Silicon Valley are the engineers that didn't make the change with Intel. Uh. The who are so stuck on doing things in a certain way, they didn't see the writing in the wall, they didn't prepare themselves for the next evolution, and when that chip was phased out, they didn't have ever been able to jump back on the wagon. Mm. So to answer wow. your question, if you don't, and this is what I'd often say to companies, but it's also true for you, you are the CEO of yourself. Yeah. So as a yeah. company, when a CEO said to me, we're not gonna use the internet for e-commerce, my response was, well, I, I guess you don't plan on being around in five or ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes that hit home and sometimes they didn't. 
So what I would say, well, they'd say, well, what do you do? We have to blah, blah, blah. And I would say, and this is all I'll say to, to the listen to the audience, you, a, a term that's used in Silicon Valley, maybe it's everywhere now, is you have to be able to eat your own lunch. Do you guys? Yeah. Yes. That's term? Okay. So eating your own lunch means, hey, I'm making a lot of money today, but there's a new way of doing things and I can do it for less money. That means I have to charge less. Maybe I'm going to make less money per transaction. Do I still need to do that? Uh, the answer is yes. You can create a sister company and do it. Or for those that are working, no matter what your job is today, tomorrow it's going away. Yeah. It just, yeah. sorry guys, it's going away. So you have to continually evolve, or I like to say morph. You have to continually move and grow and do something else in order to continue to get either the same amount of money or hopefully more in the future than you do today. And, and for those, to answer your question, those that are not open to be thinking about new paradigms and new approaches and new thoughts, um, they, uh, <laughs> they get scattered by the side of the road. <laughs> Great answer. I love it. It's and well it's put. truthful. It's so yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so switching gears here. Um, you are an international best-selling author with over 50 books. Um, how does one accomplish this? Um, <laughs> Right? Seriously, fifty <laughs> books, man. Fifty-eight and counting. He's going for the yeah. sixty. I could see it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's really funny when there's a, there's a number that you get to, and I can't tell exactly what it is. Maybe it's thirty-five. Where where it's kind of like, uh, do I keep putting that on my profile? Right, right, but, right. <laughs> it seems too crazy. Um, one of the things that's fascinating, and, and by the way, you guys, if you want, let me tell you one of the things that really propelled my publishing, and it's certainly something that you can do. Um, we have a book publishing platform called Aha That. Mm -hmm. And in the Aha That platform, we called an Aha book something that has 140 bite-sized quotes. And, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, uh, for those listening, I'm holding up the book that I, that I wrote called Hey, Did You Aha That? You could actually get to that book if you're listening at aha, A-H-A dot pub, P-U-B slash aha. Um, this book is free to read, free to share, free to use the platform. So my favorite quote in that book is, we live in a seven-second soundbite economy. Make it count. Wow. So <laughs> hard not to internalize that and say, oh, yeah. It doesn't mean we don't have more time. I mean, this podcast is absolutely more time. Sure. But if you're actually digesting the podcast, you may listen for seven seconds. You may cat the light bulb may go off, right? And then you disappear for 15 minutes, right? That While is so <laughs> true. Something else, right? <laughs> so what's really cool about an AHA book, it's 147-second sound bites. You only need one. Wow. Right? Your job to capture somebody's attention is just that one thing. So... One of the things that I do is I also have an online show. It's a video cast. Uh, what we do is we do a Google Hangout, and, and we do a half-hour interview on Google Hangout. We, we take the video, which goes directly to YouTube, also put it on SlideShare. We strip out the audio and put it into iTunes. My team then writes a blog post. Um, and then what happens out of every half-hour interview, we pull 40 to 50 aha messages, 40 to 50 hmm. compelling aha quotes. So what's interesting is two hours of recorded content is enough to create an aha book. Wow. Hmm. Right? So what that's, I ended up doing is I ended up grabbing a co-host for the month. We would pick four guests to interview each and, and produce an aha book. So 
for an entire year, there were 12 new books that came out because I was doing this. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was sort of a no-brainer, you know, and, and it was fun topics, right? Like you guys, you, you pick a topic that's interesting, yeah. and then you have four guests on that same topic, and guess what? You and the four guests now have created a book. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh. So there, that's kind of how it came about. And, that's cool. And it was yeah. it. It was fun. It was fun. I love doing this. Wow, that is awesome. So, so I was the next question was going to be how are you coming up with fresh content, um, but that is straight up genius. It's a very innovative way to do that. Yeah, and collaborative. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you guys were churning out material like it was. Uh, what is that? What is that? Uh, like the Wall Street Journal, like the website was just like keep it going, kind of keep it going. So, and you're also producing content for your website. You obviously had uh, people watching on Google Hangout. Um, it was like win, 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 yeah, win. You're already hitting multiple, multiple different forms of media at the same time. That's wild. All right, I hope you guys are taking wild. notes here. This is as thought leaders, right? That's what we do. Or, or let me use the same term: whether or not you call yourself an expert or a recognized expert or a thought leader, hmm. if you want to do business tomorrow, people are going to do business with you because what? They know, like, and trust you yeah. and think you can do the job for them. Right. <laughs> right? Well, well, how do you demonstrate that? So that's where an AHA book comes in. The AHA book is the quickest time to market where you can get the credibility of being the author of a book and at the same time demonstrate that you've got the expert status necessary to solve somebody's problem. Is it weird that I'm having an aha moment right now? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. All right, so so just to kind of take two steps back, what can you explain for the audience what a thought leader is? So the I'm gonna do the old world and now the new world. Okay. The old world thought leader was in the old days they'd stand on the platform and they'd speak and their flock, and I use the word flock, they'd say, they, you know, the, the, the thought leader would say jump and the flock would say how high, right? right? There one recognized expert in the space. They would dictate how the world would work and everyone would blindly follow. And in a lot of cases, those thought leaders were created because the, the handful of New York publishers would crown somebody the god of customer service or the queen of you know, uh, QVC or whatever the, and that person would have the book and then that book would be sold everywhere and that person would speak and consult around. And so you would look to, uh, whether it's Peppers and Rogers or Tom Peters, or you would look to the thought leaders to help solve your problem. Um, nowadays, so that's the old days. Right. And what's happening is everyone uses in their marketing speech, they use the word thought leader, right? We're the thought leader in space. We're, we, we do this. And and so I, and, and by the way, if you look at LinkedIn, I am the first thought leader architect in the world. So what that means is I actually go into companies and we help turn their experts into recognized thought leaders. Wow. For those that are listening, if you buy a computer or you want to write this down, I have a website. I'm going to send you where my definition of thought leadership is and I'll tell you what it means. So if you go to ThinkAha, T-H-I-N-K-A-H-A.com. That's my consulting company's website. One tab you'll see there is a tab that talks about thought leadership. And so it's either the thought leadership funnel, which is like a lot like the sales funnel, or the thought leadership definition. 
So as a marketing guy, by definition, I have a two by two. It looks like you're already there. So a two by two basically says you, you define the world by two axes. And in this particular case, how I've defined thought leadership or, or that space is audience by contact. Right. So if you have no audience and no content, you're completely unknown. Right. If you have a large audience but no content, I would call that an evangelist. The old psychopath, <laughs> he was an evangelist for Apple. He never talked about IBM. He talked about Apple, right? So it was one side. So evangelist. <laughs> if you are um, fairly little audience but a lot of content, you're the expert. And so if you have, now I'm going to use, once again, I'm putting up my double quotes here. This is the old Nixon thing. I'm putting up my two fingers and doing a double quote. <laughs> if you have the right audience with the right content, you're a thought leader, or a better way to say it, you're a recognized expert. Hmm. Wow. And the word right comes down to, to be a thought leader or to be a recognized expert, you don't need to be, if you don't sell products in Europe, people in Oslo... Norway don't need to know who you are. You don't need to market to Oslo, Norway. It's just not relevant unless that's what you're doing, right? So your audience is defined by the place you play. If you have a physical product or service that, that, that deals with a geographical region, your audience is narrow to geographical space, right? right? And so the type of audience you go after and the type of content you share is defined by who who you want to reach, who your prospects are, right? So, so my definition now of thought leader, I use it synonymous with recognized expert. It's the person you recognize in the space if you have a problem, right? So if you guys said, man, I, we're putting together this podcast, should I wear headphones or not when we do the podcasting, right? I mean, so I, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, cool part. You guys are doing it with Skype. I get to see you. By the way, anyone who's podcasting, if you want to have a relationship with your guest, I don't know why nobody else does this. You guys are one in a hundred, by the way. Thank I don't know why nobody else does this. Because you could see me. Yeah, I could right, see, yes, you. Absolutely. see Exactly. I could see if you're smiling and if my points are resonating or if I'm just talking too much and, and it's like, Mitchell, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that's fascinating is the your thought leadership your resin your expertise only has to be for what you are so once again if you guys were deciding whether or not you wear headphones or not well i guess you could run an experiment see how it goes or you could talk to a couple friends yeah uh, if you want if you want to do a better job at social media and increase the number of follow, uh, followers you have well what are you gonna do you're gonna talk to a couple friends now those friends could be people you know really well because they're true friends Oh, those friends could be a Facebook friend, somebody who you're connected to, you know, you like, you trust them. They're just not actually in your friendship table, but Facebook called them a friend, so they're your friend. So right. the thing is, <laughs> in media speak, my son watches podcasts who with guys who have 5 million followers, and they're his friends. Yeah. You know, when they ask to do something, uh, support a non-charity, or spend five bucks or 15 bucks a month on a product. My son doesn't think a second about it because the, the, the hosts have developed a friendship with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So recognize expert, a thought leader is just somebody who knows who their audience is and is addressing the problems the audience has 
And you know what? And here's the big difference between the old thought leader and the new one. The new thought leader doesn't mind sending business to a peer. That is so true. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Yeah. That is so. We actually just discussed this in like two episodes ago. The difference between what what you're calling as a thought leader or a recognized expert. Um, we literally were just discussing that. So you are spot on with that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 here's the thing. You know, if, if you don't like my product or service, and I know one of my peers does it better, I'm going to recommend you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Why not? Exactly. Because I care. If you're my friend. I care about you being successful. Right. Exactly. And that authenticity, that desire for you being better at who you are and what you do, that shows. And and I think if you allow me to make one other one other point, you, I think you guys will like this based on your action so far. I think what's going to happen uh, – I love the smile. Um, I think <laughs> is we all are going to have a – Yelp score over our head. Now, I'm using Yelp as a verb. And so when I say a Yelp score over my head, before you asked me, or actually I think it was my person reached out and said, hey, can I, you want Mitchell on the show? Yeah. What's going to happen is, is you're going to see the Yelp score of how Mitchell Levy interacted with other pod hosts just like yourself. Yes. Was he a jerk for somebody at your size, or was he nice? Was he inspirational? How did the audience deal with that? And and this is not going to be anything I do. It's This is information that's going to be captured automatically. When somebody calls me on the phone, I'm going to make a decision of whether or not to pick up the call based on not just if the company deals with companies my size properly, but the person on the other side of the phone has dealt with people like me properly. Yes. Right? So if you have a Yelp score over your head, that means you screw up once. It's going to follow you around. Yeah. 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 You have to do a better job. If you're not telling the truth, it will be very obvious, very transparent. And so in order to be a better person, whether it's a business person or an individual person or that, that work-life balance thing, there is no work-life balance. If you love what you do, you play all the time and subsequently work all the time. And But if work is not a negative word, you play all the time. That is very that is, true. Yeah, and it's interesting. The other thing to, to, his, to Mitchell's point here, um, when we even shop online, where he's going to, you know, each person being a recognized expert or a thought leader. And you could already see from, you know, we went from the age of, I'll never shopping online. I don't trust that to, okay, maybe I'll buy one or two things to now we all have monthly subscriptions to the shave club and, yep. you know, yeah. other <laughs> products such <laughs> as that. But we also base a lot of these Amazon purchases on reviews. Yeah. How did how how you know how quality was the quality level of this product and and, and what even, are people saying about and it? even within that there's verified Amazon reviewers and all stuff they right. they get especially products so they can review and they're trusted reviewers yeah. part of that too so that's that's just where that's just where it's going naturally right yeah um, absolutely that that is fascinating so for my viewers uh, for my audience um, uh, let's get your expert opinion on what are the five top thought leadership practices today oh well i'd say number one the one thing to think about is simply do you how do you look online 
what is your what is your profile? And and that is so it's really simple. And by the way, of course, I did the same thing with you guys, right? As soon as uh, as soon as I figure out who the host is, I basically go, oh, Google, and I Google your name. Right. It pops up. Right. Right. Typically, just so you know, if you Google somebody's name, it, they're a Facebook profile, a LinkedIn profile, maybe Twitter, maybe something else if you're heavy on Instagram. But in the top 10, the social media sites are going to pop up. Why? Because they spend a lot of money making that happen. Yep, right. Absolutely. If that means if somebody meets you and they're going to Google your name, you better at least have enough that it reinforces who you said you were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. You meet somebody and, and they sound really good and you Google their name and they've got three followers and their site looks like sh You're like, <laughs> you know, uh, That is true. sent well, okay? All right. Uh, two, you want to consistently share and other yours and other people's content, right? So this is the place where you – and you guys, part of this, doing exactly. a podcast. Exactly. By the way, guys, once again, let me let me applaud you by doing a Facebook Live right before you do the recording, telling people, by the way, we're, we're dropping tomorrow, last week's episode, here's what to expect for next week. Very nice way to, to share your stuff. You're sharing your content. Definitely. The thing that gets interesting, any particularly for anyone who's a thought leader or an expert, is not just sharing your content because the internet social media is not here's uh from one of our books i don't think i wrote this one um social media is a we 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 is that, is that french <laughs> it's a we conversation not an i i i yeah yes, very right? true so sharing other people's content and so i'll i'll just um, this is my my uh, memory stick that i should plug aha that uh, we've got 40,000 pieces of content at AHA That you could share today for free. Wow, nice. That's, that's the platform's free to use, free to share, so please go to ahathat.com. But whether it's from there or from other places, you just need to make time. If you stumble across a competitor who's do, doing something really cool, share it. Hmm. Right? Why not? Yeah. It's benefits from it. They're going to still come back to you and ask you other questions. All right, hmm. uh, number that's three. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. You know why that's interesting? Because... You have a tendency to uh, – there's like this natural thing about competition. You're like, am I going to share my competitor's work? Um, and then that like sits on the back of your mind and then um, – but if you do believe in kind of like the law of reciprocation or the yeah, law of attraction, that will eventually come back to you anyway. And freely, let go. Stop holding on tight. That is, I love that. Well, there's a, a movie, The Miracle on 34th Street. Doesn't Santa Claus do that for Macy's? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And you know what that. Santa Claus actually did? He actually said, oh, by the way, you can go over here, but their customer service is not really good, or you can go over here and their customer a little bit more money, but their customer service is better. Yeah. Wow. If hearing other people's content, they will trust your feedback on what the overall experience was like. Hmm. Genius. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, right we're, we're, we're now at number three. We're at three. We didn't even get – wow. So number three relates very well to what I'm doing. And by the way, we I have – for those that are interested, on LinkedIn, I have a Thought Leadership Best Practices group on LinkedIn. Uh, you can just go to LinkedIn and look for the group Thought Leadership Best Practices. And 
uh, feel free to I I look at everyone's profile. I approve most everybody. People look like spammers. I don't look at. <laughs> so this content comes from the curation of watching what other people post and what works. Okay. okay. So number number one was present well. Two was consistently share your and other people's content. Number three, write a book. Wow. Right. So as you would probably imagine. The in the old days, you know, it was publish an article on the Huffington Post, right? Maybe. Right. If it takes you two years or three years to write a book, that becomes a lot more difficult. But if it takes you eight hours, you can write a book in a weekend. Then, you know, you could so easily demonstrate your expertise by writing a book. And here's the thing that is important: ninety uh, percent of the success of your book happens after you're done writing and publishing it how painful is that and again how painful is that your book comes after so because what happens here's the thing you know as a publisher having published 800 books i could tell you there are some authors who have really great content but they they never tell anyone about it right. and so they've sold i have one author he sold three copies Right, because wow. he sold three. He he told three family members. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you write a book. A book is an interesting animal because it is, although it's it came from you, it's something that's separate from you, right? A book is a snapshot of your knowledge at a certain point in time. You could stand in front of a group and say, "Oh, by the way, I wrote a book on this topic," or you could, when you meet the perfect prospect, sign your book to that person and say, oh, by the way, this is how things were. Let's talk about how things have changed. Wow. Right? And, and so all of a sudden, there's this asset that you have that immediately gives you the credibility that is so powerful that we all want to be recognized. Oh, write a book. Right? Yeah. And, and what, what we were talking about a little bit ahead of time, guys, and I want to definitely share with the audience, the book you write, addresses the pain point of your prospects. Wow. Is that powerful enough? So yeah. basically, who are your customers? Who are your prospects? What are one, two, three of their problems? Spend eight hours, write an aha book that, that talks about the pain. Hmm. Right? All wow. of a sudden, somebody says, hey, I'm having a problem. What's going on? They Google, I'm having a problem. And they type in their pain point. And if your book pops up, guess what happens? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. You go. Wow. Right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about number four. Number four is what you guys are doing right now. It's create your own thought leadership channel, right? So whether or not it's a, a channel like you're doing here or getting a column for Entrepreneur Magazine or Huffington Post or something else, it's it's having something where it's, it's yours, it's your brand, and you're interviewing and interacting with the people and grabbing a following because you're doing this yourself. Love it. All right. Do you want to guess number five? This is this is you'll you'll immediately say aha, uh -huh, but you may not guess it ever. I'm, uh, but I'm happy to. What, what do you, do think you guys I'm think? Hot leadership best practices. What do you think's missing? Oh uh, wait. So got it. So remember. So one is present well. Two is consistently share yours and others' content. Three, author a book. Four, create your own channel. Number five, what's a way that you can meet? all of the peers in your space, all of your competitors in your space, 
and have them like you and share your content, create a best of list. Huh. Wow. Best right? of so list. So go ahead and find a, So if you're a company and you're selling a product, create the, a best of list of those people who are thought leaders, <laughs> who are influencers in your space. Right, and then go out of your way to market and advertise with a best of list. You could also create a uh, an image, and then send an image to the to the folks. You could either talk to the people ahead of time. Certainly, want to talk to them afterwards. Oh, by the way, congratulations for being on the best of list. I'm going to add you to my special list of people I talk. About. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is genius. The power of now. You just have to spend a little bit of time and a little bit of money making sure that it's valuable to be part of that best of list. Hmm. That's interesting. That, that is really awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> and you are um, empowering other people by doing that. Uh, win-win. <laughs> it goes yeah. back yeah. to sharing other people's content. Yeah. <laughs> Make them feel good, too, by telling them, you know what? <laughs> You're on that list. I'm going to put you on my list now. Like they feel some type of way about it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, So speaking on, uh, you know, the thought leadership, can you briefly explain uh, thoughtleaderlife.com and what your role is uh, that you play there? So for those that, uh, thanks for mentioning that. For those that um, were listening before or if you just tuned in, this is where we take a single piece of content, turn it into uh, five different formats and share it on 10 different platforms. So you can go today to thoughtleaderlife.com, and and what happens is we do a interview on Google Hangouts, mm. and so it typically, um, streams directly to YouTube in uh, video format. Uh, we take that video and actually also put it on SlideShare, so a different platform. We take that video, strip out the audio, and put it into an existing podcast channel, right? So at least we now have the audio version of that. My team then creates a blog post from each episode and extracts out the salient aha points or we call maha messages. So out of every half hour, we create 40 or 50 aha messages. So after a month where I have a co-host working together, uh, we end up having uh, five videos, five audios, six blog posts because you have a summary. Um, we end up with a aha book, a PDF of the aha book, and a Kindle book. So pretty... Jeez stuff of taking and, and one of my favorite I remember um, if you want to take a look at some of the past episodes cause marketing you know where you're doing marketing based on helping to support a cause now we had some great guests on that and it was I don't think I knew a lot about cause marketing before the episodes but you know you spend two hours with some really powerful people and then you publish a book I'm now a co-author of a book on cause marketing and I know a whole lot more than I did before I started Wow. That's nice. Good yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, cool. So let's kind of, uh, you know, switch gears from here. As you know, as we kind of talked about, um, you know, offline, uh, we are all dads here. And I know you mentioned uh, your son um, several times. And I also read up uh, that you travel the world uh, with your family. How do you find time in your busy schedule to... Um, you know, get work done, be productive. Clearly with the, uh, you know, the, the thoughtleaderlife.com, you're not only being effective, but you're also being efficient. 
uh, in the processes by how many products and services come uh, from a two-hour interview. Uh, so are, are you using these same kinds of methods uh, from, you know, your businesses into your family life and your personal life, how you're just, you know, effective and efficient and how you use your time, um, the way you're, you know, traveling the world but still kind of working or do you separate completely from the business world? It's a great question. I thought I had, I thought I knew the question and then you made it a step. <laughs> <laughs> it came back. Let me... Let me answer. Let me answer two questions. So let me answer the first one. How how can you get a lot done, um, and how can you be effective? A lot of what I do, and and I apologize for people who are, are going to hear what I say because I don't build all my stuff in America, uh, and I apologize for that. But it's really hard if I if I have to pay fifty dollars an hour for a graphics person, or in the Philippines I get one for four dollars an hour. Right. It's really hard to do the 50 if I'm getting the same results. And I, sorry, business guy, it's just hard to do that. Right. Well, what I figured out, though, is when you're working with Indians or Filipinos or Pakistanis or, or even Americans, not everyone has the same thought process you do. And when you say, I, I want to get this thing done, it's quite possible that if somebody has the same ethnic background and grew up in the same area, you know, born in New York, so if you're a New Yorker, when I say get this thing done, you know what that means. Yeah. But if I to a California, it means something completely different. <laughs> True. Day after Saturday after right, right. So right. <laughs> the thing that's interesting is if you want to get stuff done and you want to get it done in a certain way, you have to define what done is. Mm. So if you look at all the books we publish, you look at the Aha that platform, and certainly we've applied that to thought leader life as well. Everything uh, in in technical speak, everything is ISO nine thousand three certified. Right, so we we've documented everything. Now, by the way, that sounds really cool. Uh, we have Google Docs, you know. Right. So we Google Docs and share them with our staff. So if you're doing a cover for one of our imprints, whether it's Forty Two Rules, Superstar Press, Happy About, or if you're doing a cover for Aha That, there's a Google Doc that says, "Here's what a cover looks like. Here that here's the quality of graphics. Here's the image size." Once you do the first one, it gets approved. Here's what comes on after that. So we have a step-by-step -step methodology of things that happen. Trust me, you pull out, I don't have a lot of hair anymore. You pull out a lot of hair when you tell somebody <laughs> something, they get it, and then, and then they give you something different. So you just have to document. So everything we have is done in process. As a matter of fact, that's how authors can write their books in eight hours or less. We have a process. And, and let me drop the URL now, and then I'll talk about the family. Sure. For those who want to write an AHA book, go to ahathat.com. Actually, you go to ahathat.com and just uh, you could use it as a guest or use it as um, uh, you could sign in as a user. Signing in as a user is free. You just will avoid the annoying guest messages. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> and then if you want to write, it's ahathat.com slash author. We have an eight-step process. Um, and everything is done with care with love with attention but very methodical right so you know what needs to happen you know how it needs to happen you know what success is for you we've defined and help you achieve whatever that success is so that's that's how we that's how we get a bunch of stuff done now let's go back to your personal question so silicon valley guy uh silicon valley people work 60 80 hours a week there is there is no work-life balance and oftentimes they end up working on things which are separate than what they do for personal life, right? It's 
And and I when I first started when I left my company and first started doing thought leadership consulting, or actually in this case e-commerce consulting, I I kind of love it. I decided I'm going to do stuff I really like doing. And so for me, uh, work equals play. So I play all the time. Right. So my wife is not, my son's now uh, 19. My wife at one year old, I, I'd always talk to dads and say, hey, what's what's a good best practice for being a dad? And and one of the things I realized was, was uh, something we've implemented, which I'm afraid sort of has gone away as, a, as I now have a 19-year-old. And that is, I, I go to my wife and I say, honey, I got this great gift for you. You know, so she at the time was, was taking care of him. He's one year old. A year went by. I haven't spent as much time with him as I wanted. I said, I'm going to take every Sunday off. I'm going to spend it with my son. His name's Duncan. We're going to call it Daddy Duncan Day. <laughs> nice. And by the way, guys, I have to tell you, the best decision I ever made. Right, just so much fun, and and at nineteen, I just don't get Daddy Duncan days anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> it was it was great while it lasted. I, it was lasted to but somewhere between sixteen to seventeen. Right. I even got a couple of them while he was seventeen, eighteen, and but now that he's coming back from college, I I don't get any of these. So, um, <laughs> the interesting part is my wife immediately turned around and said, "What about me?" Right. And I had realized that what I thought was a gift to her was really a gift to me. Right. And so what I I, I said, give me a minute, because I, you know, I'm thinking I'm I'm quick on my feet. I could figure this out. And I, her passion is traveling to Europe. And I said, I said, why don't we do this? What if I take four to five weeks off a year? And your job would be to find a place we should go in Europe, and and I'll take the time off to go. Wow. And and she didn't quite now, by the way, I say I take the time off and I yes, I do not work. That said, we've done this for seventeen years. The income that has come from the European trips have paid for all the European trips times three. <laughs> so wow. Okay? Because what happens is the well, first I'll finish that. So my wife didn't believe me at first and then and then we took our first trip to France. She goes, This is this really happening and and I said yeah, it's kind of cool, and we we basically went to place and have friends and family come visit, right? Yeah. So it's we've given a really fun experiences to people who 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 want to join us, and I huh. absolutely love it because you know every even if I love what I do, every now and then I'm like, oh my god, am I really doing this? Yep, my next trip's around the corner. It's coming, right? Now, what happens when you take that much time off is I don't actually ever take time off i'm always available i mean if you're a client of mine and you're paying me if you feel it's important to reach me while i'm in last year we were in rome for a month if it's important for you to talk to me while i'm in rome call me right and and actually it's really interesting because somebody my clients will make a decision is this this is this important enough for mitchell or can i talk to one of his people or can i wait right right or people are good that way yeah and if it's important enough because you're bringing a partner and I got to talk to you, I'll do a couple calls. We'll do Skype. It's like I'm there. And, you know, if I, I remember once talking to one of my project managers, we were in Paris. I was on one of those double-decker tours just as, as the conversation was happening. So I said, hey, can I turn on video? So this is one of my project managers from the Philippines. I turn on video and I show her as we're passing the Eiffel Tower. And it was, oh, my God, it was so cool. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> And I'd say what's interesting is if you have the processes in place, 
What it really means is you're really empowering your people to be successful without you. Yes. Right? Running a company and they know what the tags are, they're only going to bother you when they really need you. Now, what I have to tell you this last month, this last time, I was not as excited as I was in previous times. So there are changes I need to make between uh, this year and next year to, to, to empower people more. Right. Um, so it, it's a good, I mean, if you, for anyone who's running a business, it's really important for you to figure out how you can work on your business and not in your business. And it, it, just, it changes everything when you can do that. Now, what's, what's fascinating is that you said five weeks. What, what in the world came to your mind that was specifically five weeks, not four, not three, not split two, two. and a half uh, in the middle, you know? Just five weeks. What in the world was that about? And how did you develop? So you seem like a very method. You know, you think very. You know. Well, I, I I might have said something like four to six, and 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 I mean when I said that to my I I wanted it to be enough so that my wife thought it was relevant. Right. <laughs> Having done this for seventeen years, I have to tell you something. Now I'm gonna this first time ever I'm gonna sh- say this on the air, on the air. So one week is never. Sorry if you only get one week holiday. One week's not a holiday. One week, you're not even unwinding. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. when you're wait, a two weeks, you're kind of thinking, "Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying this." Uh, three weeks is really enough, right? Three weeks, you're like, "Man, this is really robust. I really enjoy this." And four weeks is it, right? So, like my son and I. Now my wife could stay in Europe all year long, right? So. But my son and I, at the end of four weeks, were like, I'm ready. I, I, I want my bed. I want my shower. I want right. the stuff to know what to do. And so we've done a couple of years where it's been five or six weeks, and I've been wanting to get back. Right. It, and it doesn't mean you can't do that. It's just I'm feeling like that's enough. For, there's only so long you could stay in your head and do strategy. You, right. you want to be tactical. And I just don't want to be tactical when I'm – "Quote unquote" on holiday, right. um, so to me, four weeks is the perfect time frame. But that, you know, as they say often uh, in commercials, results may vary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, so we're gonna switch gears for the last time here. Um, your your website is, you know, a wealth of information. Once again, uh, one of the websites, the aha that dot com, is uh, specifically. Uh, for you to gear down and you know get the know-how, the templates of how to uh, write a book in eight hours. Yeah. Um, and I love everything about being effective and efficient. Um, and these processes that have been put together are clearly years and years and years of tinkering. I'm sure this isn't you know the last you know what you have on your website now hasn't been the the template for the last however many years you have tinkered with this correct to make it more. changes right <laughs> right by, and by definition there's already stuff there that needs to grow into something new yeah. absolutely so so you have you have advised over 500 CEOs on critical business issues. Um, can you give an example of a critical business issue? Because I was fascinated when I read this. You know, it those sort of questions. So for 10 years, I ran a CEO networking group where we get six to eight CEOs in a room. And it really a pure advisory group. And I also sat on the board of a public company for, for nine years. 
so critical business issues are almost everything you would possibly imagine. I'd say, uh, not talking about the public company, but talking about just uh, CEOs, the biggest critical issue CEOs have comes down to this, the following statement, uh, hire slowly, fire fast, mm. right? And so what often happens is some two people would get together, they'd form a partnership, they'd create a business, it would start growing and growing and five, 10 years down the road, it's much bigger than it was. And either the one of the partners either just is not capable, they can't grow beyond that, or something else has happened in their life. And so the CEO would be in the room and, and they'd be talking about some of the issues they might have with one of their partners. And their peers would look at them and say, so if it was me, what would you do? And and then the person would change their mind, right? And it's, yeah. it, it, the critical issues, it's always hard when it's friends or family and you can't think, you're, you're too personally involved and so what often happens in mentoring groups like it gives you an opportunity to step out of the shell and think about something different. So I, I went to uh, uh, another, I don't run one anymore, but I went to a CEO group last week. And when I came home, my wife said, how was it? And, and largely, I had spent so much time since we got back from our break, which now seems like it's forever ago, but it was probably six weeks, has spent so much time focusing on the business and driving day-to-day -day tactical stuff that it was really nice being in the room and listening to other people's problems. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. Yeah, no, um, that, that is actually true. And then the, the other thing too is, uh, you know, when, when you get in conversation or amongst quote your peers or um, people that are kind of, you know, dealing with the same stuff you're dealing with, you realize that you're not alone and you also get humbled and you realize sometimes your problems aren't as bad as other people's yeah, problems absolutely. and vice versa. Um, and it's all a learning experience, kind of just like bouncing ideas off of each other. Um, but that networking is, is key, man. That That is one of the biggest things that um, easily humbled me. You realize there's people who are like so far beyond. It's like, oh my gosh, someone who has written 50 plus books and you're just like what in the world i have my one little measly one sitting on the uh the, sh the bookshelf over there um and then you have these aha moments when you you are interacting uh amongst the greats and and you start to realize this is now going to push me to my next level which is why we always tell our guys networking you know get bigger and better um constantly you know sharpening the knife kind of thing so uh that's fantastic man i appreciate that um, so you have created 20 businesses in Silicon Valley. What business advice or entrepreneurial advice can you give someone who has an idea, product, or service that they want to turn into a business? Now, you did allude to this clearly uh, when you gave us the five steps and uh, it, it, whether you want to elaborate on that. Um, I know one of them was clearly writing a book. Uh, yeah. But is there in general any advice because um, one takeaway that I am getting here outside of, you know, everything else is the processes that you take. And it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, you have something good going, you can step out and that and that baby is still yeah. still cooking. Right. Um, that I, I'm like, I'm very excited right now. <laughs> um, so awesome. is there any is there anything else, uh, you know, any advice that you have where someone's maybe just stuck 
they have this idea, they have this little concept, and they're just kind of like, you know, twiddling their fingers, like, where do I go from here? Have you ever been there? Um, and what did you do? By definition, right? Right. Uh, the way the world is going and, and where we are now, it, we, you can't just rely on going to work for a company, working for that company your entire life, having a retirement plan in place, and getting a pension and being happy. <laughs> you gotta have multiple revenue streams. You have to have lots of things going on. It, it you, you you need to make time for the family and all this other stuff you do. But you you need to have uh, the best thing you can always do is get a recurring revenue stream or have money coming in the door when you're not working. Right. So, from a business advice, well, first because you mentioned it, I, I before I forget it, I think anyone who's listening, you should make sure you find a mentor. And make sure you are a mentor. Wow. Right? So just, just as a, by the way, aha moment. Yeah. Find a mentor, be a mentor. Both, they both have different roles and aspects. Okay. If you're contemplating having a business and doing something else. So let me, let me just tell you what I've done because this is the, my, my best advice because I follow it all the time. So don't just talk about it. Go ahead and do it. So I like to do things in partnership. So I like to meet somebody, and if you like somebody and you want to interact with them, you're like, hey, man, it'd be fun to do a business together. And when you talk about what the topic is or what you want to work on, and you go, great, let's get our first client. Right? So then you go up, you go around, you start talking to a couple of people and say, hey, you know, I'm working with so-and-so, we're thinking about doing this, how'd you like to, I'll give you a discount, but how'd you like to be a client of ours? So what happens is you then get your first client, you decide you want to play with somebody, you get your first client, and sometime during that client experience, it will hit the fan. By definition, something <laughs> going to, to, you know, for dads, that has a different meaning. <laughs> exactly. But what it does, that's when you can determine the metal of the person you're working with. And I've only made one mistake in my entire career picking partners, right? It's, oh, man, I can't work with this person again, right? right? Now, here's what happens. After you're done with that project, let's say you never get another client. Well, that's okay. You've had a fun experiment. Notice, you don't have a stale business. You had a fun experiment. Now, if you end up getting more clients, well, that's when you sit down and you figure out what the business model really is. Hmm. Wow. Right? Don't barter yeah, around with who's the experiment and who's getting this amount. I mean, it's okay to have this handshake stuff, but all the stuff that goes into IP, now this is just me talking, right, so don't take it with a grain of sand, but all this stuff that people do that stops them from actually going out and satisfying customers gets in the way of you being an entrepreneur, and if, if you'd rather do that, maybe you should be a lawyer versus being an entrepreneur. Wow. I was tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's uh, again, it still boils down. I mean, everything... Uh, Mitchell says is effective. It's it's being effective and efficient. Why would yeah. you get into this entire business with well, somebody? Why would you map out this? Let's thing? yeah, let's date first before we get married, kind of thing. Um, I, I like oh, that. That's a nice way to. I, I, <laughs> I'll use that next time. It's a better summary then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, look, we need to do is date first before you marry. So. Yeah, you exactly. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> lastly. Did you want to, uh, I don't know if you want to, you know, 
announce anything? Is there anything next for you? What's in the you know what's in the business plan? What next big thing are you looking forward to? So I'm going to use this as the opportunity to share a couple pieces of content thing we have going on. Cool. Um, so we, for those who are who want to write an AHA book, once again, go to ahathat.com/author. Um, we charge four fifty. Uh, at four hundred fifty dollars, we do a cover design, copy edit, content edit. For those who are students or teachers at universities, we have a scholarship program for students and teachers. So certainly apply for that, and we're happy to work with students and teachers. We've done a number of fun books that way. Um, for those that are looking for content to share, one of the things that I do is if you go to ahathat.com slash phrases, we have 39 books. I, I think I showed you one before, guys. It was the word thank you. So we have the word thank you in 140 languages. We have a, a phrase book, aha.pub slash happy birthday. Happy birthday. I do aha.pub slash happy birthday or uh, do the right thing. So aha.pub slash do the right thing. It has do the right thing in 100. So, you know, take a look at the phrases. It might make sense. It really, the one we're working on right now, and as soon as I hang up the call with you guys, uh, we have the book. I'm sorry in a hundred plus languages. It turns out there was this business relationship that I made a mistake. Right. It was one of my members, but it was me. I made a mistake, right? right? So, cause it happened and <laughs> I wanted to say, I'm sorry. And it never worked. So I thought, well, why don't I create a book? So I'm going to have a hardcover book with, I'm sorry in a hundred plus languages. And if that doesn't, and maybe that, well, if it was a girl, it'd be that. In a <laughs> <book>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it doesn't it. work, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> So check out ahathat.com slash phrases to see the phrases that we have. And I, I, I thought I'd leave you with, with one last thing because you're going to read a quote from Napoleon Hill. Um, <laughs> we also have a series of public domain books. Uh, so aha.pub slash Wizard of Oz. We also have a Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So I've got 140 quotes in the platform. So if you go to aha.pub slash Think, Grow, Rich, uh, you can now start quoting... Napoleon Hill, um, and I've got 140 of those. Basically, click on a button to do to share on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and so it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty powerful. Mine. I'll give you one last thing. So sure. this is the if you like this and you're starting a business, and because I, I need to say this because otherwise the person who booked me is going to slap me around. Um, <laughs> you, we have a product where if you wanted to get a half hour of my time. And I guarantee that I'll give you three aha messages that you can uh, share with your audience. Um, the URL to go there is aha.pub slash I want three. So aha.pub slash I want three. The letter I want three. And it's basically a half hour. It's $297. And I guarantee you, and I'll keep talking until we're done. I guarantee you I'll give you three aha messages that you want to share with your audience. And, and for you guys, what I'll do is I'll give you a coupon code. It could drop the price by 100. So if you type in the coupon code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, it'll drop the coupon code by, uh, it'll drop the price by 100. And once again, I, 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 it, this is me. I love creating uh, messages. I love turning the light on and having people think differently. And so I, this I guarantee you, we spend a half hour together. You got three aha uh, messages that you could share with the audience. Beautiful, and thank you. So there you have awesome. it, folks. Um, you have the the aha pub dot i want or slash i want three. That's a thirty minute conversation 
for you to get your three aha uh, you know moments. And if you have a coupon co- code with uh, radio, it's just radio, correct? Yes, sir. Just radio. Uh, who will knock off a hundred off that? And uh, like he said, aha that dot com, uh, aha dot pub. Think grow rich. Uh, aha dot pub. Wizard of Oz. Um, and, and if you want to join, um, you know, the phrases is aha that.com slash phrases. Is that correct? There we go. Yep. Thanks for writing all this stuff down. Absolutely. It's important (laughs) to me. It's very important to me. Um, I appreciate your time and we will wrap this up with, uh, two quotes. The first one by Napoleon Hill and it goes, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. And the second one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. What lies behind us? And what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So there you have it, folks, the AHA guy. In this episode, we had special guest and serial entrepreneur Mitchell Levy. The crew discusses topics that range from self-publishing, critical business ideas, thought leadership, and AHA moments. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Napoleon Hill and Ralph Waldo Emerson. AHAthat.com. Thank you, guys. All right, good stuff. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time... Adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.